In a world full of podcasts, your hosts, Chris and Jordan, are on the search for a truly original podcast idea. A quest to find an auditory experience that will amaze your ears and your minds. A journey to go through every single ridiculous podcast idea we have to find the one that truly stands above them all. The one that can become its own show and eventually replace this stupid one. Thank you, audience, for joining us on Chris and Jordan Need a Podcast. And I'm Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Chris and Jordan Need a Podcast. I know it's been a while since we last... We're in your ears, and uh, there's been some uh, Kafka-esque changes, but I'll let Chris take that away. Um, it's true. Uh, first of all, hey everyone, like Jordan said, sorry we've uh, been gone for so long. Um, I went through a pretty difficult medical procedure recently. Um, so as it turns out, the uh, experimental surgery I was going through, that liquid that was being pumped into me that was apparently going to help the sonic damage, um, it turned out that wasn't enough, and things were looking pretty rough for me, but the ants proposed a rather unorthodox solution, and that is because it was all ant medicine they were using, they suggested that they turn me into an ant. Uh, um, yeah, I heard that that's a thing. I read about that. It, yeah, it, it wasn't an easy decision to make, but um, I went with it because it was really that or... Or, or potential or potential death so but you were kind of screwed yeah so I'm living as an ant now um, uh, it's 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 a new interesting feeling you know I'm getting used to having like antenna and mandibles it's it's weird having a skeleton on the outside of my body but it's you know it's a new experience and I'm trying to take it all in stride um, that's good to hear yeah but anyway more than anything else apart from being an ant and it is it is nice having six limbs I will admit um, I'm excited to get back to talking about pitches for podcasts because, like you said, it's been too long. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I think you've got the first pitch for today. Okay, yeah, so yeah, um, I'm doing the first pitch. Uh, I, I, for a second I thought that was pretty unorthodox, but I guess I've done the first pitch a couple of times now. Um, just goes to show how long it's been, but anyway... We comment all the time on how unusual it is we did, <laughs> we, like, change the order, but we change the order, like, every Pretty week. regularly, yeah. <laughs> um, force, force of habit. So, anyway, my first pitch of the day is, uh, it's a kind of sloppy pun. We need to work on the title. As you know, we try to work in puns wherever we can. And my pitch is called PopraCast. Uh, it's supposed to be an opera podcast. But, of course, we wouldn't just be talking about opera. We would be writing our own operas. And I, I came to this idea because, um, unlike a lot of our recent ideas, it wasn't really something we were talking about. I was just, uh... I was just reflecting on the fact that if you think about like all creative like mediums, all forms of storytelling, I feel like opera is by far the most self-indulgent. That's true. Like you have operas like um, the ring cycle, but like that's like, it's like you have to watch it over four days and each day yeah. there's like a four hour show. I'm like, Oh my Lord, that's ridiculous. I love it. I want to, I want to make something like this. And like, of course, when we say, when we call, what do we call really or orchestrally dramatic music? We call it operatic. We call it, yeah. we call it operatic. I can't talk. So I, I am suggesting that we collaborate our creative powers. And we had some, we had some pretty out there sci-fi epic ideas. I, I oh, found. we do. We have a lot of them. Yeah. About like, um, I'm trying to think of some of the, cause we came what? up with a variety you know of alien races. Be- 
beyond the ideas we have, you know, they say write what you know, and we live in a pretty intense, heavy sci-fi operatic world. Kind of, uh, yeah. So we can really just pull from reality too. That's true. I mean, when you think about it, a lot of the operas back then, I think, had something resembling social commentary in them. So, <laughs> well, if it if it's art, it probably does. Yeah, but like we haven't had an. I don't. I don't. I don't really know what new operas are doing these days. Um, I'll admit, most of my knowledge of opera comes from operas that were written a bajillion years ago. Well, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is an opera. Not um, the movie. Well, I guess the movie also is an opera. It's a rock opera. It's, it's a it's a it's a rock <laughs> opera. Yes, but we, we we can't do rock operas. I think. I think we need to play them. We need to do straight. Like, oh yeah, a, a real opera. I mean, there are a lot of operas still happening. Like I have a friend that works for an opera production company. Really? Yeah, I do. Oh, what do they do at that company? I don't know. Well, we could we could bring them on the show, and they could show us how operas are written and how operas are produced. So that and way, maybe we could help out. us get ours made. Yeah, and we could um oh the Tertaglians, the turtle aliens with um four arms. I remember oh, those now. Right, right, right. I think there's a lot of good. I think we could combine. Uh, you know, I had um I know I was very obstinate about um uh Macbeth, uh sci-fi Macbeth. Um, I think alternatively, if, if, if we drift too far from the original story of Macbeth, we could actually adapt that into an opera where we have clashes oh, yeah. That's of a good idea. alien empires, but with all of the, that's the other thing about operas too, is that I feel like operas, they got, what kind of budgets do operas operate on? Because well, that's a question we could ask my friend. Yeah. Well, you know what? Your friend, I think needs to be the third host of this show because uh, we can bring him on as a guest at some point. I, I legit do listen to s some, I, I I say opera music, like, um, I tend to just listen to it as, like... Oh, yeah, well, I listen to The Who like, also. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love, uh... God, I try to think of another band famous for writing rock operas. I guess, I guess, um, Rush had 2112, which was, like, a space <laughs> opera. I guess you could, yeah. David what, what Bowie. About, what about a staged version of 2112? Like, we, before we... That would we be intense. Before what is we, it even about? Uh, 2112, I think the plot of it is, like, there's some guy who, like, he lives in, like, a dying space empire, and I, I haven't listened to 2112 in a while, so I'm kind of going off of memory here, but I think, like, he's looking for, like, some ancient space wizards who can, like, give him the wisdom he needs to save wow. the empire. Um, wow. Like, the, the, I think that's what the priests of Syrinx are about. It's like, he want, he's looking for those, the priests of Syrinx, because they have wow. magical wisdom and insight. So anyway, yeah, we could we could we could stage our own production of Twenty One Twelve, and then once we've got that off the ground, we write our own opera with the help of your friend. That's great. So I'm wondering what language we're going to write this opera in. Uh, so shit, I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> do we want to make it German? Keep it in the tradition. It'll, I guess I feel like. Well, we could also make it Italian. We could, uh, yeah, Italian or German. We could switch between the languages. Even even the French did some. You know, you got Berlioz and uh, some true, people doing true. operas. I think I think I just I tend to think of like uh, Wagner and people yeah. like him. So I'm like, oh, German operas and Italian. You know, yeah, that's true. You do have a lot of German operas. So maybe we could have like the humans sing in Italian and the and the Tertaglian sing oh, in German. Oh, it would be kind of like Star Wars, a space opera about. Um, yeah. You know, where the British accents are the Empire and the American <laughs> accents are the uh, Rebels. <laughs> yeah, I remember there was some... Uh, I remember when The Force Awakens was coming out, some people were pointing out that because uh, Daisy Ridley was British, and she's like, oh, she has the, the British accent on the movie, like, 
maybe maybe she's actually an imperial oh wow but then there's obi-wan so there's a lot of discrep you know discrepancies to this whole thing yeah um so there isn't really complete consistency but it is it happens it is fair to say that uh star wars has leaned towards making the imperials brits and the rebels uh, yeah that's true but anyway so yeah that's uh Pretty, I guess that was pretty ambitious for a number one. That is but. ambitious. And you know what? It also has a lot of great uh, crossover opportunity because if we do a 2112 uh, opera, it would also be a crossover with Reprogonessance. yes. And that would become um, a Reprogonessance cast. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there could I feel like Reprognizance and Popper Cast could run simultaneously because there's definitely that's true. many other prog sibling shows concept albums that could be turned into operas. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel, I feel like that should have been the pitch. Should have been more prog. <laughs> Reprog pro songs. I got I gotta say real quick, this will date this episode, but I don't care. Uh I'm King Crimson's on Spotify now, which is just magical. Oh yeah. And uh ce- celebrating that, keep your eyes you know out keep your eyes open keep your eyes out take your, your eyes, eyes out of your face peel them out of your face peel them. and keep them faced to your spotify feeds and i guess maybe other ones i don't have any other accounts but uh we're gonna make a <laughs> reprognizance po- uh, playlist for you starter pack yeah it's gonna be exciting uh, it's gonna be great anyway i think we had time for our next pitch yes which is yours oh i thought when i Let's, said it uh, <laughs> yes i did all How right. do we keep forgetting about whose turn it is to pitch Well, we're something? always, you know, because we live in the moment. We do. You know, we're always trying to hunt down that, that great pitch, so it's hard for us to move on. Yeah, you it's, know? Very, it's a very improv show. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it, this is a podcast about nothing. Yes, yeah, so it's the Seinfeld of podcasts. Of course, yeah. And I don't think Seinfeld ever worried about uh, the, what was next, who wrote the next episode. It was just no, next episode, no. let's go. And yeah. that's why we're always trying to emulate Seinfeld on this show and uh, yes. you can let us know if we're succeeding <laughs> anyway uh, my <laughs> next pitch is uh, it's called Yelp I Need Somebody a reference to the classic Beatles song yeah that was an actually good pun like but, uh, I, I was a little green with envy because I had to, I just had poppers popper cast yeah well that's what I try to I try to make people jealous of me so yeah, uh, or right. envious to use your word yeah. so uh, this uh, this idea is not actually has nothing to do with the Beatles. It has everything to do with the world of Yelp and Google reviews and Facebook reviews and all those, you know, online review things. I've always wondered what possesses somebody to go out of their way to write a review. I mean, like you have to really like or dislike something, right? I feel like, but some people are like, Oh yeah, yeah it was fine. I went there. But like, people really enjoy doing this. It seems like, yeah, and the, you Especially know, with there's, restaurants. Yeah, and, and I guess it makes sense. Like you know, for me or like I know you do it too. Like Letterbox, I'm always trying to log you know movies I see and if I like them or not. And I guess yeah. people who really like restaurants and going out to eat and food in general, I guess it could be interesting. But there's so many seemingly innocuous <laughs> places that get reviewed also, and I, I got some examples that really okay. make me wonder why what would possess people to write reviews like this so i've okay, got well, i can read a few of them yeah all right some of I'm, them I'm very some, the some of them are very poetic and some of them are like what and so like, uh, like they're in like they're in verse well uh they could be read in such a way these are uh, all okay. for the same ice cream place in my neighborhood this is a That's five nice. star review 
candy, nuts, and chocolate-covered pretzels sold by the pound. But it's okay to buy just one pretzel, or a couple of jelly beans. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Yeah, that was that, was that one. Uh, I'll admit, the way you read it, I, that, that could be some slam poetry. Yeah, I mean, there's, they're written in such an interesting way. Here's another five star. It's a rock of a place. Anytime you want to make your tongue sweet, stop by Sweet Expressions, and they will make you for a sweet man. Wait, wait, they will what? Make you for a sweet man. They will make you for a sweet man. It's a beautifully written review, except I, my only, only criticism of it would be they say sweet three times in one sentence. But I guess the place is called Sweet Expressions, and they were just trying to really evoke the name Rome of the, the place. They did, they did capture the vibe. They did. Here is a one-star review. This one, oh, no. I have some trouble getting through. So, give me uh, a chance. I generally don't make it my business to write bad reviews. However, in this case, I can't hold back. My father <laughs> flew in a middle-aged Russian couple to be by the Rebbe for the first time. They hadn't ever been to a from community, so they walked down Kingston. They decided to go in for kosher ice cream, and so they could come into this store. It was hot inside, it was filthy, but that's not the real big issue. The customer service was worse than non-existent. It was rude, mean, and it cheated a couple out of their money. The server didn't listen to the order and overcharged them. He then laughed in their face when they said that they were being charged for items they did not order. In their naivete, they decided that they might be in the wrong, even though they weren't, and were <laughs> bullied into buying more than they had ordered. It happened on Sunday, May 26, 2019, at around oh. 6 o'clock. <laughs> I, I think the concerning thing to me about the review is that this reviewer stated that they could not hold back. <laughs> yeah, they were like, but you know, they, he was like t trying to type and someone was like holding back his arms. He's like, don't do it. You don't have to do this. Have you ever been to this place? Yeah, I have. It's not that bad. I was going to say, pretty, like, I mean, it's fine. It's like an ice cream place. Have you ever known them to have that poor an no, experience? No, no. I mean, I've only been there once. Oh, man. This, so, this sounds but, vindictive but to me. But it was fine. I mean, it's like a kosher uh, ice cream place, so it doesn't... So, I went there on a Saturday night. I had to wait for them to open up, but that's, like, my fault. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know. All right. There's a few more I'd like to read of these. I'm probably running out of time, but... These are just I, I was I am gonna ask you real quick. So with this show, is the idea to just read the reviews or yes, do we like discuss and like, them? I wanna I want to read wanna them like and I wanna and I wanna yes. Where did this come why did that guy say six o'clock? AM or PM? What I mean That's like That's a good point. Okay. I gotta read a few more of these. Six o'clock. How early did they eat dinner? Were they getting it before dinner? That's weird. It's messed up. Alright, I gotta read two more of these. So uh as an adult, kinda weird. Would be super dope if I had a bunch of kids, though. Hey. Why would you write that? That's a very odd thing to write. That's a strange like, opinion to have. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you like it, you like it. it there are some times where I, there are some things... I mean, it's ice cream, you know? Yeah. Adults can enjoy ice cream. All right, this is my last one. Now, this one went through a round of Google Translate. It was originally written in Hebrew. So give it a break if, you know, the grammar's wrong. But I still think the substance of this review is bananas, okay? Okay. The manager there is really wrong. I ask him if they do crepe. He answers that I have to stand in line. The worst thing was that there were only two people in front of me. And when I tried to entertain him on the menu, he just repeated that I had to stand in line. A shocking attitude. 
the 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 <laughs> content of that complaint is that he was upset that he had to wait online, that he wasn't allowed to cut, even though there were only two people in front of him. So wait, he was asking if they had crepes. Yeah, and he, he, wouldn't asking, he was asking if they had crepes, and they said, "Please wait on." From what I could tell, please wait online. And that then like a- he didn't want to, and he was so angry that they said you had to wait in line that yeah, he this- wrote an angry view. I. So was this a one star review? Yeah, that was two stars, I think, or one two star. Two stars. Anyway, that's interesting. These I'm running out of time. I just I think that should say enough on its own what this show is about. It <laughs> people are reviewing things. They're crazy. Why? Where are they coming up with their material? I don't know. I want to talk about this. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about them, especially this last guy. Like like this, he seems to have a strong sense of entitlement about yeah. information and yeah. ice cream. Yeah. And I mean, presumably they have a like a menu, right? Like hanging up. <laughs> that over. is true. Does it show crepes? That's that's a good point. And I, I think that maybe one day we could, you know, these people have profiles. We could find them and have them on the show. So yeah, that's true. I'd like to know their. I want to know their points. Their point. Yeah, points of and view, maybe like we could views. find places like this that have a few gems of reviews and do a roundtable with them. You know, maybe do yeah. like a a focus group. I could find like NJ places. You could get more Brooklyn, Brooklyn places. Yeah. So we could kind of like alternate. Yeah, and I feel like being in the on the East Coast, especially in like the tri-state area, there's a lot of people with a lot of strong opinions. Yeah, you know, just since you mentioned ice cream, before we wrap up, I gotta check something really quick. Um, and it's just because you mentioned ice cream crunch? places. Um, no, I just I just wanted to see because. I'm just I'm just wondering if there's any good material. Just just glancing at it, most of these seem pretty straight up. Um, oh wait a minute, hold up. This is a <laughs> this place has been my jam since the '90s. Back then, they used to have Ninja, Ninja Turtle Pops with gum eyeballs. However, my go-to is their soft chocolate ice cream topped with hard shell chocolate. On top, a, on top, a safe bet for those who have gluten sensitivity. I have yet to find a place that makes soft chocolate this damn good. <laughs> During the summer, their lines can be long, but it moves pretty it's quickly because they have three open windows. Either way, I don't mind the wait. It's nice to be outside and enjoy the summer nights. That is so wholesome. That is really wholesome. This person's just excited about magic. A lot of these, I will admit, I'm not seeing the poetry. Yeah. And I'll admit, there's not no, being in New there's York. There's no prose to it. We just do an ice cream show. Anyway, speaking of doing an ice cream show, it's time for us to take a break. To hear word from our sponsors. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's hear what they have to say. Do you have perpetual lice problems? Do you wish you could end the itchiness in your hair? And do you scream for ice cream? Well, good news. The brand new company, Lice Cream, has the product just for you. Our ice cream has been custom engineered to be smothered in your hair, so that way, whatever lice you have in your head will be drawn to the sugary sweets, and because of their unhealthy diet, will eventually die and fall out of your head. Lice cream is the only delicious product that will satisfy your taste buds and ruin all of your hair, (laughs) and will end all of your hair pest problems. Lice cream. It's ice cream, but for lice. And you. And it kills the lice. Lice cream. Use lice cream, feel nice cream. Lice cream puts lice on ice cream. Lice cream. Lice guys are not nice guys. Lice cream. Lice guys finish last. 
Okay, so that was a that was a good ad. Um, really good ad. I think we're finally yeah, getting back in the swing of things. We don't have many ads quite like that. I feel like it's it's a, it's unique amongst the products weaved. Yeah, I'm not, weave, weaved weaved plugged weave plugged. And I think that the media uh, the media censorship is going down a little bit now, so that's going to help us with ads too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like the ants are kind of loosening their grip a bit on us. Like it's almost like they're losing interest in humanity, which yeah. they have ascended pretty far. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, good ad. I'd I'd recommend it to everyone. Um, I've used their products countless times. Yeah. But anyway, we got more pitches to go through. <clears throat> sure. He said, uh, "This is I th- throat." <laughs> yeah. Went. I think that uh, <clears throat> the next one's yours, and I like that today we did change things up a little bit. It's that we've now two and twice in a row had to kind of transition into our own pitches. Usually, I feel like <laughs> the other one sets the other up. But we had to set we're ourselves pr- up. We're out of practice. It's true. Anyway, I think take the crash your, uh, threw us off. Take this, that's true. Well, the crash was, you know, we, we crashed. You know, scary. It was a lot. and uh, Very scary. I had a concussion. And obviously, you went through a lot. So, why don't yeah. you take away your, uh, yeah. your pitch? Let's get right into it. Um, so, my pitch. This was based on a comment, um, I believe, I think Sam might have made it last week. Or maybe you did. Someone said Chris and Jordan need a forecast. And... <laughs> I don't know who said it, but I, I immediately thought, like, that's a pitch. We could study meteorology. Um, and I, this show could have an arc, which would be cool, where we... Um, so there could be... This show could come in segments where, like, we, we find some, like, online meteorolo- me- meteorology course. My tongue is not working today. We could take an online meteorology course or something. We could get a meteorologist to come on the show and teach us. Yeah. And we would learn about how weather prediction works. True. And every week, we would then make a prediction for the weather of the week. And I think the goal of the show is that as we go on, we learn more about meteorology and we become more knowledgeable, more experienced, and our predictions become more accurate, hopefully. And every week we review, like, how much of what we predicted came (laughs) true. Um, And I think this would be unique because kind of along the lines of uh, practice room, yeah, Except this, even even more so than practice room because we at least both of us have some music experience yeah. on some level. With uh, Chris and Jordan need a forecast. This would be something we're both completely unfamiliar with. I don't know anything about meteorology. I'm guessing you don't know anything about meteorology. Yeah, I probably I'm a, should have asked. I'm a bit of a novice. A bit of a bit of a meteor meteor novice. Meteor meteor novice. Meteor novice. Meteor novice. <laughs> Try with the portmanteaus again. Um, Mediavis. Yeah. So. This would be something we could both learn about and we could have that, you know, recurring theme where it's like, oh man, did we, have we learned our lesson about the weather? Are we actually getting good at predicting the weather? And uh, of course, if we completely fail, then I guess the show just has to end. I, I don't know by what episode we could yeah, say well, like, I think, uh, oh, we failed to learn meteorology, but. I think we should bring on people that were relying on our forecasts and we're um yes we can have have them say oh yeah it was great i had made sure i had my umbrella but maybe they're like oh you said it was going to be sunny so i wore you know a shorts and no shirt and then i got drenched and we would be and we'd be like well why weren't you wearing a shirt in public and they would be like well we like to challenge social norms and we'd be like well respect and we're sorry that we uh, upset your <laughs> social uh your you know you're a hero and we, your, we your forward thinking yeah. views it's very progressive. Yeah, well, and so, we love stunting progressivism. Of course, it's yeah. It's kind of one of our hobbies. 
Yeah. We um we could I, I feel like it would be kind of hard to find people because I think we'd need to for our for the for their place in the show to really make sense they would need to listen to our predictions and no other weather predictions yeah so That's we would true. need to find people who would like sign an agreement to say yeah, like hereby to... I will only listen to the weather predictions of Chris and Jordan yeah. <laughs> and no one else what do they get what we have to reward them with something <laughs> there right? should be a prize I'd imagine be... like could oh, we... wait so we're gonna get like 10 people but only one person's gonna get a prize <laughs> Whoever sticks with us the longest. Yeah, they get a prize. It's the, if, the long yeah, you haul get a, prize. You get, a, you get like you get a, a $25 Amazon gift card. <laughs> I think a weather like balloon a, would be cooler. A Dick's Sporting like, Goods. <laughs> no, we just, give them, we just give them a balloon that has the word weather written on yeah. it. You get a weather balloon. Not even before. Oh, that is pretty funny. Or we get them one of those like hey. wind direction flags. <laughs> <laughs> It needs to be, we could, all the prizes, there could be multiple prizes, but they should all be weather related. I agree. That's true. It should be thematic. And then we have to we get them get a nice someone... card that thanks them for weathering the storm. <laughs> we should have a certificate. Like, I weathered the storm with That's Chris true. and Jordan. Need a forecast. We should start, and then once we're successful, we should start a meteorology camp. And then, uh. That's true. Yeah, we could really expand this. And we could also expand to astrology. I feel like they exist in the astrology. Yeah, I feel like they well, exist in the same universe. So wait a minute. So predicting the weather, predicting people's lives, people's fortunes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there, this could be like a similar situation to um, Rapopressance and Reprognosance. Yeah. Poppercast and Repop- whatever. Where like it's, there's there would be two shows where we'd have the the meteorology show and then we'd have the astrology show. Yeah. What would you call uh, that? What would that title of that show be though? The, the astrology show. Chris and Jordan need a fortune. But that could give off the idea that we're looking for a lot of a large sum of money, which we are. So ad yes, advertisers, we are interested. But we're also interested in knowing our fortunes. I guess wouldn't it be uh, th- that's the word I was looking for. I was thinking of like what do you call like a specific like your your daily like oh if you're a Libra here's your here's what's gonna happen to you today you call it a horoscope so right, I guess it could right. be Chris and Jordan need a horoscope but then there's no cast in there so like <laughs> there's no cast if there's no cast no one knows it's a podcast yeah it's you know <laughs> if if you have a podcast and the word cast is not in the title Their of your listeners podcast are so confused yeah what are you doing. <laughs> Listen to us, podcasters. Yeah, we're, we know what we, we're doing. You know what they say. You should always put what you're doing in the title. Chris <laughs> and Jordan need a podcast. It's like, we're you know, the best direct. movie ever made. Titanic the movie. Yeah. Avatar it says what the it is. movie. Pokemon the first movie. Yeah. And it's sure you better believe it is the first Pokemon Harry movie. Potter and the Goblet of Fire the movie. That's yeah, why you, know what's you in always that? know it's a movie. <laughs> why we should be following their leads. <clears throat> Still clearing my throat. That's bad. Well, but anyway, you're yeah. getting so used to the Chris new and Jordan need a forecast. Vocal cords. I feel like we should revisit Chris and Jordan need a horoscope because I think that could have its own structure. Yeah. Um. Although maybe it would be similar where people could come in. It's like, hey, your horoscope was accurate, but yeah, we'll come back to yeah. it. I mean, I, I, f- I feel guilty saying that because whenever we say we're going to come back to things, it tends not to happen. I still have not watched uh, The Masked Singer, Which for is example. upsetting. It's really good. And I, I don't know what's coming back for a second season. I did Which find you? out something that has given me a little bit of unrest about the show. What is that? I did not know that uh, Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg was uh, anti-vaxxer. Oh, really? Yeah. 
And mm, that kind of it does I take support me the show, out then? of the uh, show a little bit. I want to support the show. I don't yeah. want to support the movement. And Man, um, many... usually we Celebrity. do love stunting progressivism, but in this case, there's a lot. I, I think in the sand. I think we need to. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna readdress Man, it. A lot, I feel like. It's like a lot of celebrities coming out recently with the yeah, anti-vax. Well, was it Jessica Biel who had yeah, that? Yeah, well, no one cares yeah. what Jessica Biel says. Jenny, Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg is an important piece of our culture. She has, she's like a lifestyle yeah. coach, right? I don't know what she actually yeah, does. So. Um, she's, uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> she does something. People listen to her, which is worrying because of the whole anti-vax yeah. thing. But, you know. I, we normally, we normally... We're normally not very political on this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't a political but, uh, matter, though. Vaccinate, vaccinate your, your kids. kids. Please. If nothing else, you know, I, I get we give some mixed political messages sometimes, like with, with uh, Improvda and the like. Yeah. But please, vaccinate your children. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think we have one more left. And I will say, for a number three slot... Uh, Chris and Jordan need a forecast was less of a disaster than I expected. I know we made it our but, full seven minutes and then some. Yeah, but we got one more. We do have we one have, more. We have a knockout pitch. And this, this is yours. This might be the so pitch to end all pitches. No one is ever yeah. going to pitch and anything ever again. There's some history to this pitch because it has a basis in pitches that predate this show. That is true. This one is rich in history. History <laughs> of the screenwriting trade. Yeah, yes. And the writing trade in general. This one is called really 103060090. Well, it could also be called 103060120, but that doesn't re- you know, yeah. ring as much. We could also just come up with a better name for this. The idea we'll is, though, if anybody is familiar with the three act structure and the hero's journey and Joseph Campbell and all that nonsense, basically the idea is that around 10 minutes, 10 pages into your script, you're going to have. Like an inciting incident. Around 30 minutes, you're going to have an acceptance of the call to action. Around uh, 60 minutes, 60 pages, you're going to have the midpoint where there's a reversal. You're going to have around 90 minutes is going to be where third act, you know, darkest moment of the soul and the third act begins. Dark night of the soul, yeah. And then, uh, you know, 120 is about where it ends, whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah, a, yeah, I you know, there's rule. more to it, obviously, than that. Um there's tons of steps. It's a very it's an outline to the storytelling process. Um, okay, so like basically, so I'm I'm guessing this would mostly be movies. Just yeah, based I think on it'd the be easier to do it. movies because I've geared yeah, it. I've like, geared it books, to like what thirty pages. Yeah, exactly. I've geared it towards screenwriting. Obviously, ten, thirty, sixty, ninety, whatever does not yeah. apply to other. Well, I mean, uh, the monoliths. It's the one-third, half things, all that type of stuff. It's how you divide. There's like eight subsections to the story. We're not going to get all into this right now. So, But basically, the idea would be like, after five minutes, we pause, and we come into the recording booth, and it's like, hey, um, we we go through what happened and like what beats we've hit. Yeah, well, I wouldn't do it every five minutes. I would do it, um, ten minutes go by... 10, we, oh, then 30. It would be loose. We wouldn't do it at 10 okay. minutes. We'd be like, okay, that's that was the inciting incident. You know, Peter Parker just got bit by a spider. You know, yeah. whatever. Let's, well, Spider-Man is one of like the great examples in terms of like yeah. moves from the or past. Or like Star Wars or the, whatever. You know, there's like very yeah. obvious we followed these rules to a T movies, whatever. Um, yeah. So should we, but like, are we, what are we, because 
here's the thing, and I don't mean to say like your idea is bad, but if we're talking about movies like Star Wars and Spider-Man, especially with Star Wars, people have like kind of talked ad nauseum about how it they follow the yeah. the hero's journey, yeah. the monuments. So what are we bringing to it? Um, we're bringing like, it to not obvious examples or we're just gonna i mean like i don't think we're gonna try to outwardly analyze it structurally i think my idea is to use those moments for talking about the movie so like instead of watching a movie and then recording a review afterwards like most people do uh i thought about this during godzilla where about 30 minutes in i turned to you and i said man i'm having fun but i have no clue what's going on you know (laughs) like I like the idea of reviewing the movie in the moment as you're watching it, as opposed to like after you've had time to think about it, which is not how you should actually review. Yeah, like, this isn't this isn't uh, okay. odd, like you trying to trust our review on it. But I like the idea of capturing just like the emotional response to it in the so, moment. So like the the whole mono thing is more just like a structure for us to hang us kind of talking about the movie as yeah, it's happening. Yeah, exactly. So like we're okay. watching, we could be watching anything. We're watching Flash Gordon. You know, they're on the plane. The plane's going yeah. down in the beginning. You know, all these types of things, you know, we, it, it could apply to any movie that follows the structure. And even if not, we could just use the timestamps to divide it up and yeah, use that to be like, all right, well, we're at the midpoint. And like, again, the plot makes no sense. We just got a 10 minute spiel about what's happening, but still doesn't make much sense, you know, but still have that emotional response in the moment. Because I got to say, like, specifically to Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the sequel, you know. I yeah. had a visceral response to the movie that was happening. Like, I was having fun, even though I knew it wasn't any good. <laughs> and I think that's a fun uh, fun aspect to get of it. Are you going to have a good time while you're watching this movie? That's an important part, uh, a thing to know about watching yeah. a movie. Yeah. I think I think what I'm thinking of, um, just because, and I mentioned it, you know, because while I love Godzilla, we don't we won't go too far into this because uh, this, is, uh, this was something that was very near and dear to both of us, uh, especially me. Yeah, more so uh, you. I was I, I I wasn't really a huge fan of the new Godzilla. I was let down. But a movie that uh, is connected to something that I love that did impress me, and you you also brought up the hero's journey in a relation to this was when we saw Bumblebee back in December. Right, right. Because you you mentioned I remember that um that movie had a surprisingly long Dark Night of the Soul yeah, where everything was kind of like sad. Half the movie it felt like. Yeah, it was really like it was surprisingly it was a surprising bummer bee. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'd say that movie definitely followed the oh for sure the hero's for journey. Sure. But it kind of broke it up between different characters. You had uh, um, uh, her name is escaping me, uh, Haley Steinfeld, her character, and then you had Bumblebee himself. They kind of both were in on that journey, which I thought yeah, was yeah, that is true. So there's something to say there. Yeah, I think I think so too. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> we're running out of things <laughs> to say. It. Our our four it's has turned into one. our three. <laughs> I I don't know. I I mean I like this. I think it's cool. It's just like this is one like I almost think we need to do it to like for me to get a feel yeah. for what it would be like. Yeah, I think it's um, just like a structure for divvying up the movie in a way that we could. I think it'd be annoying. Like, there's a lot of like you know obviously like Mystery Science Theater three thousand or like whatever. We'll do it while the movie's happening. Yeah, where I don't think that would work for a podcast form, and also yeah. I, the reason why it works for Mystery Science Theater is that they're also kind of like making fun of the movie, and it's not really that important. Yeah, that, I don't like whatever. I'm not trying to do that either. It's like I don't want to interrupt yeah. the movie as it's happening in that way. Like yeah. I think I don't even want to like roast the movies yeah, either. Exactly. Even if not good. Exactly. Like we're trying to like 
talk about it while it's happening without interrupting it. We're not trying to alter the experience. We're not trying to create a new experience like Mystery Science yeah. Theater is, uh, which works for them. But that's not what yeah. we're trying to do. So that's that's we got to take out like face. That's value. where I'm trying to be like, what's a reasonable place to no. this? Sorry, I kind of no, no. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, okay. This is this is kind of related. You might have heard of this, um, but uh, just kind of it's along the lines of the uh, the monomyth thing. But have you ever heard of uh, Save the Cat? Yes, that book? I have. I've unfortunately read it. <laughs> I'm saying like that's probably not as. Uh, that's obviously a slightly different kind of book because whereas the monomyth is like here's a trend in storytelling yeah. this is like here's a, this is like, hey, here's a guide to screenwriting yeah. and it's very like you know a lot of people have pointed out like this is like the safest shit possible yeah. but I think I think it might be helpful to like look at that book and like we could use that with uh, the hero's journey to say like you know even if we don't like that we don't agree with what the author of this book was saying like I think he, it's fair to say that a lot of movies were written with that structure in mind. Yeah. And I guess for, for anyone who hasn't seen Save the Cat, it's a book about screenwriting. I forget the guy who wrote it. I forget it. his name. Um, but basically he wrote this outline of like how to write a movie that just people will generally... Enjoy. <laughs> this is a, Okay, this is a cynical way of explaining it. He basically wrote a book on how to trick people into writing, into, into, into making a movie that tricks people into thinking it's good. With like, oh, if you have a hero, yeah, they need to save very, the cat at the beginning. So we like them. probably, but yeah, it's a yeah. it's a foolproof but, way to write a movie in a way that is pleasure, you know, will please the general audience. Yeah, he even mentions the monomyth in it. Basically, he just talked about like how to write like a safe, like ho like Hollywood, like action movie. Yeah, like, what beats do you need to hit? You got to hit these beats. So I think that might also be it's more cynical. It's a lot more cynical and less yeah. analytical than like the monomyth, but. I think it could be worth looking at movies through that frame just because I think, like I said, he is right that a lot of movies use that. <laughs> for better or for worse. So while Save the Cat might not be like something we enjoy talking about as much as the monomyth, it is like, it could be interesting to just see like, because it's definitely, it's definitely a structure that is used by, by screenwriters. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was a good app. Maybe we have some ideas. Yeah, we have. Um, I mean, we've you know, generated four more pitches. Yeah, and you know we've um we've been going through a lot, and I'm hoping we can have maybe like a like a bi monthly schedule or something because yeah. we've we've been inconsistent, and we're sorry to the listeners. We enjoy making the show. It's just been a hell of a time between yeah, Jordan moving and me becoming an ant. It's just been a lot. To a process. lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah. Um, did we get any calls this week or are we, are we, we did uh, not get any calls. We did not get no. any emails. We did not get any tweets. We did not get any Instagram DMs. Guys, you are disappointing us. Slacking. Well, we should, we should plug those things real quick before we yes. go. All right. Do you want to do this or do you want me to do uh, it? I forget our hotline number. Our hotline number is 201-500-7459. If you, any of you OG fans out there, remember it's 201 Lou Pills. Lou Pills, not Love Spelled Pills. Spelled L-O-0 <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Or just L-0-0 maybe. Lou Pills. Um, 201 Lou Pills, 201-500-7459. Give that number a call. Give us your notes. Also, give us your best wishes. Twitter, give us your worst wishes. And give us anything you have to say. Give us your dishes. Give us your tishes if you're if you're Jewish. 
CNJ, at CNJ, the letters CNJ, need a podcast. That's us on Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram. Yeah. And you can find uh, both of us on Twitter. Um, Jordan. I'm at Jordan's website. Yeah. And I'm at Borgosaurus. I gotta, I feel bad for having a name I need to spell every time, but it's B-L-A-R-G-H-A-Saurus, like a dinosaur, S-A-U-R-U-S. That's, that's me. Um, but anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, thank you yeah. for sticking with us. You're you're beautiful. Well, we don't know if you're beautiful. We can't see you. This is a podcast. But maybe if you interact with us, we can see your avatar, and we'll know if you're beautiful or not that way. Because we're petty. Unlike Jordan, I actually believe in you, and I, I think you're beautiful. I have uh, taste. I've got very uh, tough wow. taste to match. And, and you say I'm and cynical about things. I'm about not being pitches. cynical. I'm being forthcoming <laughs> being forthright okay maybe I'm, you know what maybe I, maybe since becoming an ant I've been changed a bit I've been I've, I've become a little more yeah I mean like going again you you've gotten ugly yeah but I didn't, I, I, didn't, tell I, didn't, you. I did not make fun of any of your pitches I, I played them all straight oh so. I didn't make fun of any of your pitches I just made fun of you for yeah. being an ant which now. is kind of par for the course for you I think though, yeah right well I guess so I don't like to take <laughs> I like to be personally rude yeah <laughs> Not, 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 not idea rude. You know what? It's personal. I've looked inwards. I think you're all beautiful. I've learned the error of my ways. <laughs> all right. It's well, been a everyone, journey. thank you very much for listening and join us in the next episode when we finally, uh, go to space. <laughs> oh yeah. We forgot to mention that's something we're trying to do. Where First we podcast are going, in space, everybody. <laughs> we are going to be in space next week. I'm um, sorry for not keeping you updated. So definitely tune back in for, as Chris mentioned, the yeah, first and, podcast and be on the lookout for our, um, our prog starter pack. Yes. So yeah, more content coming your way. And for other songs. we okay. are driving so much audience audience engagement right <laughs> we now. We are always it's... pushing the boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> we're I pushing we... the boundaries. We're we're not stunting progressivism in the podcast format. <laughs> Jordan, you know what? This is just reminding me of the, It's reminding me of the fact that we don't know how to end a show. Yeah, it's absolutely true. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. <laughs> okay. All music for this podcast was provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. He is also the brother of Fox McLeod.